Welcome to another week of the Uproar Podcast, where we believe that the power of God is still moving and changing a generation. We're so excited, and man, I've just been covering the lies that we hear all the time. And uh, man, we talked about the lie of popularity. You can find that on audio right now on every podcast. And then last week we talked with, uh, well, not last week. Last week was Thanksgiving. Yeah. Uh, two weeks ago we talked with Buddy about the lies of fatherlessness. And I'm just so excited to get into this because I know many people, they desire to, to serve Jesus, but they live with these lies inside of their heart. And they can't get past them. They don't move forward through them. And we want to talk, at least up until this season, some lies that people deal with that are common. And I want to see victory in your life. And how have other people seen victory? Because here's what we know. If God will do it for one person, he'll do it for multiple people. Yeah, that's right. He's not just like a selective service, and I like this one, but not this one. No, he loves us. Yeah. And he wants to bring freedom to our life. And I want to encourage you today, as we get into this, man, I want to talk about the lie of drugs. Because drugs, it's we live in a drug culture, if you yeah, want to be honest. true. Most people I know that are in the youth bracket, man, they, they struggle with, or they are, or they have friends directly smoking. Um, man, I remember I was in high school my senior year. This was crazy. My senior year of high school, kids uh, from the rich high school in town, they were all doing coke yeah, in high school. Insane. Like, what the heck? Um, and I want to talk about this because it might start as something small or fun, but it will damn you long term. Yeah. And I want to get into it. I have a couple statistics and then uh, we got a throwback from last year. Zach is back today. What's going on, guys? Um, and I want to read some statistics and then I ask him to share his testimony with you about what God's done in his life. And it's miraculous. Yeah. Um, not just because he's my cousin, but because God is good and he loves us. So this is crazy. Ready? Over 130 people. People every single day in the United States die from an overdose on opiates. That's crazy. Isn't that insane? And other staggering uh, statistic is this, is that researchers found from 2007 to 2017, the number of deaths attributed to alcohol in the U.S. increased 35%. That's insane. And the overall death rate rose 24%. That, that is insanity. That the death from drugs and alcohol has absolutely exploded, and it's 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 heartbreaking, absolutely heartbreaking. And then uh, even this is we see the results of a drug culture. Really, we see the results of it. In 2000, there were 22.7 deaths per despair for every 100,000 people. So for every 100,000 people, you'd average about 23 would kill themselves. But 10 years later, in 2017, it rose from 22% to 44 people out of every 100. The death rate for suicide doubled in 10 years. That's insane. And we see the world getting worse and worse and worse. And I'm telling you what, yeah. it's not the answer. The drugs, the sex, the alcohol, that's been the, the beat of the church forever. But I want to talk to you about it in your way, in your manner. And uh, I want to introduce you to a testimony real quick. So without further ado, reintroducing uh, our our youth campus director in Mansfield, Zach Ramsey. So, dude, you know what I was thinking about when you were saying all that? That's It's crazy to think now that if you look back, you know, probably like 40, 50 years ago, you had like a certain group of people that every drug was like attained to. You yeah. know, it made me think of it when you were talking about the high schools. Like you had wealthy people that were like messing around with doing cocaine 
and then like different drugs were in different people groups. But yeah. if you look now, it's almost kind of like there is no real sect for you know like what drug is with what group of people it's gotten to like such this ravaging thing now uh you know i told you i was watching that podcast the other day with that comedian and he was saying that he won't say names now because so many of them are still alive he said but he's never met one single comedian that doesn't have like a raging drug addiction. He That's said, so sad. get this right. So one person that blew me away, he said, he's like, I'll say it now. Cause I knew him very well. He goes, but Robin Williams had a raging drug addiction. You'd never know like a guy like that. He seems like a good household family name, but imagine that like these people who make it their life's work to like bring other people joy. joy. They Oops. have none. They have no joy. They're, they're just as bound in, in, Trying to find an answer, just like everybody else. That's so sad. They have nothing that satisfies them. All your, like, it's an interesting podcast, because almost every one of your favorite comedians is addicted to this, and and it rolls through every people group. Um, You know, and teenagers are getting hit with it like insane, crazy, crazy. Uh, You know, I've lived in New York now for six years, and almost every year since I've been here, we've had somebody from the hometown that I grew up in that has overdosed on it. Um, you know, I, luckily I thank God for it. I, he, he set me free from it. Um, you know, I was addicted to drugs for a long time. There was basically no drug that I didn't do. Um, you know, but it, it didn't start out as one of those things where it was like, I just woke up one day and was right. like, Oh, I want to do cocaine or I want to do heroin today. I started out probably just like a lot of people that even watch this will admit, you know, I started out drinking. And then you get a right. little older and you got friends to start messing around and like smoking pot a little bit. And people people always say like, oh, well, I don't believe pot's a gateway drug. I, don't, I believe pot's medicine. And it's an argument that I wouldn't even really want to have because the question that I would have is like, you know, what added benefit is it to your life to be out of your right mind or to be out of your touch with your senses right. in any way, no matter what the drug is. But I personally believe that for my life, pot was a, a doorway that opened up to something else. But I have, you know, and a lot of people that I've met are just like this. I have one of those personalities where, like, when I do something, <laughs> I do it. I give it everything I could possibly it. have. Yeah, His so wife loves it. It was insane because, you know, when I started out smoking pot, a lot of people started doing it. So then my personality told me something along the lines of, like, well, if you were smoking pot before everybody else was, now that they're doing that, you've always been known as, like, the guy who was a little crazy. So, like, oh, you good, have to go right? to the next – you have to go to, like, whatever that next thing is because now smoking pot's normal. But look at how that mindset has really taken over for a lot of kids in this generation because oh, now true. I know kids now that, like, make it seem like nothing – well, I don't do cocaine. I just do cocaine on the weekends. <laughs> like, cocaine's not a recreational use thing. It's not, like, something that you – you know, it's not something you have over dinner. But in the world we live in today, it's become more and more normal. So, I, you know, I mean, I give God all the praise because he definitely set me free. He set me apart. But one thing I'll tell you is that, you know, I st- I did heroin for three or two years. And uh, I was using every single day. And I came off of that before I even moved here, before I ever got saved. Right. Just and, crazy. you know, obviously it wasn't something that was like a... A desirable thing that I'd want to see anybody go through to come off it like that but I almost part of me is kind of happy that I came off it like that because I like you know I like being able to talk to people and you know I like to be able to to help people and I'm not saying that you have to do drugs to help people get off of drugs because right. I don't believe that for one single no, second I don't believe 
you'll never hear me say that, oh, I'm better at helping people that are addicted to drugs because I've done it, because that's not the way I believe. But I just have a good understanding of what a lot of people are going through. Uh, And, you know, one thing that I would definitely be like so adamant about is, you know, if you're doing drugs right now or if you have a family member that's doing drugs, chances are like all the things that you're reading online or the things that you're reading in books, like doctors do their best and psychologists do their best to to help out and to give you the right things to say. But, uh, you know, take it from firsthand that most of that stuff that they're going to have you say is not what they want to hear, you know. Things, drug addicts aren't like zombies, you know what I mean? I think that's the biggest thing that a lot of people have a disconnect with is that drug addicts are still very intelligent people. Drug addicts are still people that have a very good sense of what's going on around them. So, you know, if you're trying to help somebody out and you just, you start saying things to them like, um, oh, you got this, this is going to be easy, man, it's just mind over matter. Well, like as a heroin addict, you know that's completely false. Like this isn't going to be easy. So when somebody says something like that to you, like, oh, man, it's just mind over matter. You just got to tough it out. You got to tough it out. You automatically kind of discount him and say, like, man, this guy has no idea what he's talking about. Like, if he only knew what it's going to be like for me. But then it's funny because, like, thinking back on some of the thoughts I had, you also don't want to hear the other end of the spectrum. Right. You don't want to hear when people are like, man, it's going to be a long, hard road. It's going to be, you know, but it'll be worth yeah. it. Thank you for the it's encouragement. Just, you know, it's an interesting <laughs> thing. I believe that the easiest way that you can be set free from drugs is to turn your life over to Jesus. I know that that, I know that for a fact, I know just from how God delivered me. Um, but I'll tell you right now, you know, if there's anybody watching that has a a sibling or a friend or a family member that's not saved, um, you know, I mean, I obviously encourage them, encourage them to come to church, encourage, you know, try to do your best to lead them to the Lord. But I would really be cautious in believing all the things you read on like Pinterest or YouTube videos or because a lot of the stuff doesn't help. Um, You know, a lot of times the best thing, the thing that I really needed was I just needed my family to be there for me. You know what I mean? I didn't really need them to say anything. That makes sense. Because the biggest issue that I see from my point of view in this whole thing with drug addicts is that they believe for the most part that everyone has already given up on them. So like the only reason they have to get better is for themselves. And most of the time that's not enough. So I believe that like as a family, no matter how many times things happen, no matter how many times things go wrong, like you just have to let them know that you're there for them. And if you're in that position right now, if you're, if you are watching this video, whether it's live or two years later on the, on a replay, I'm telling you that God is not a crutch. God is not something that makes you weak to believe in That's him. true. It is going to be the most unreal sense of freedom that will come over your life if you really turn it over to him. You know, and people, uh, you hear a lot of weird things if you've been through any kind of clinics or any kind of um, abuse courses or, you know, like other anything other than Teen Challenge, really. I never, I've never been to Teen Challenge, but I know uh, someone who's been through it, and they said it was a great program, but... A lot of these places will talk about you need to seek a higher power. You don't need that. You need the one true God because a higher power is not going to do it. You you know, people turn over to – I've seen people that go through alcohol abuse and they lay their fo- their faith in uh, one of those – what is it, a coin or something yeah. that – you know, and they consider that like the thing they lay their faith in. You need – the coin has no power. The course has no power. Yeah. Jesus His Christ is, is the Jesus. only one who has the power to set you That's free. true. 100% true. So, okay, and I love that we, we went right for salvation on it, and I'm with it. 
but to rewind it a little bit, like what were those lies? Because obviously you're like, you don't get clean just because one day you wake up like, I guess I would want to get clean today. Right. But like, yeah. what were the lies that were keeping you inside of the drugs? Because it's, I'm, I couldn't even imagine them. So it's, it's so funny because I think if you talk to most drug addicts, there's only one drug really that I believe that drug addicts actually want to stop using, and that's heroin. I've never met in all my time a, a heroin addict who was like excited and active and happy to be doing heroin. Um, right. And that's huge in our area. If right now. you've never done it, basically, this is what a, a day in the life of a heroin addict is like. When you wake up, you have to use immediately. Depending on how often you use, you have a few hours in between when you're going to have to use again. If you use a lot, the amount of time you have between when you need it is going to be less and less. Now, it's a vicious cycle because it's almost like the longer you do it, the closer those cycles get together. Now, it's not like if you've ever done another drug where you have a strong desire to do heroin again. It'll actually make your body physically sick and right. to the point where there's been people in the past that have used so heavily that they quit cold turkey and it actually kills them. Yep. Their body shuts right down. It's but, crazy. I mean, you get, like, violent shakes, sweats. You get the flu. I mean, you get – it's like an actual sickness. But – with that being the only exception, I think the biggest lie for all the other drugs that there's a couple of them that have side effects like that, but yeah. most of them, the worst side effect you get is just like, man, I really want to do more. I want to do more. But right. even that fades away. But I think the biggest lie was like, you know, either telling myself that everyone else is doing it and like we're just having fun we're just kids like it's not that big of a deal well all of our parents probably did this too or or getting to the point where like you realize that you might have a problem so you like yeah. start telling yourself like it's not that bad like it's, Dang, it's right. my life isn't that bad i haven't lost control i think that's the thing that kind of switched in my head was a like I said, uh, you know, doing heroin is something that heroin addicts don't like to do. Right. They do it because it becomes like a lifeblood. Like, they have no choice. They have to do it. You become – heroin is like probably the the most crystal clear picture that I could paint for anybody of what, like, being bound in anything is. Because it's something you want out of so badly, but you can't. And, like, you end up doing it while you're trying to figure out how to stop doing it. But there is no e – like – you know, without being delivered from it, there's no easy way. Like, you're going to have to go through the withdrawals. There's no shortcut to getting off it. I mean, right. I've tried every trick there is. There's no shortcut to it. But huh. the lies are always telling yourself, like, it's not that bad. My life hasn't gone out of control. And when I realized that I had gone past that point, you know, and I believe it was God 100%. I believe that he had a, a major plan for me and that he opened my eyes to this huge. But I had, like, this realization one day. And I was like, no, I'm, I am out of control. Like, even besides the heroin, like, everything else I'm doing, the drinking, the partying, every aspect of my life, it's out of control, not in the cool sense, yeah. but in the sense of, like, I've actually lost control of it. I can't contain this anymore. Um, there's more problems coming my way that I can handle, whether it's, like, problems with the law, problems with my family, um, you know, money problems, everything. It got to the point where, like, I could no longer... Bal do the balancing act between like right. life and wow. party anymore so but i ran on that live for a lot of years i ran on that live for probably four years of like no i got this uh you know and you kind of build yourself up in your head with like no i know most people wouldn't be able to handle this but i'm that guy i'm strong i'm that guy that's always been able to do it if i want to stop doing all this i could do i could st i can't tell you a, a bunch of my friends you know i 
whether they're still doing it or not, you know, it's they'll never tell. But they always have that mindset of like, I'm stronger than this drug that I'm using. Right. So I'm using it for my benefit. It's not using me. I could throw this thing out at any point in time. But you tell yourself hmm. that lie. That's you know, crazy. It's like yeah. You don't realize how much stronger than you that addiction actually is. Yeah, and that's heartbreaking. I mean, you said one of the lies was saying like, "Well, my parents must have done it, and I'm just having fun." Well, the crazy thing is like, I've had, I've seen way too many people die just quote having fun. Yeah, and it's not fun at that point. I, I, I personally know people that we've had people that came to the church that were dealing with it, and we had a call that they've ended up in a parking lot. Because they overdosed in their car. Yeah. And it, it's heartbreaking because you don't want to see that for anybody. And I'm sure they were dealing with those same things, the same struggles, the same mm-hmm. problems. And at the end of the day, we don't want to see that for anybody. We want to see freedom. And the truth is there is freedom in the name of Jesus, but it's only in the name of Jesus. Yeah. And it's it, it, it's it's just crazy because oftentimes what I see with, with drugs is it, it's fun. It's an escape. Mm-hmm. It, it's uh, it's not my reality, and I hate my reality, so let yeah. me find something different. But you never really escape the reality. You just kind of have like a, a break from reality. Yeah, and, it's and the crazy. reality gets worse on the other end. Well, it doesn't even – it's funny because a lot of times the break that people are looking for from reality – because sometimes you meet people and they're just okay with it. They're like, I just need to like hit the pause button. Right. But what we don't realize is the break isn't actually as long as it seems. You know, I mean, I've had times where like – it doesn't give you a pause from reality. It makes reality much, much worse. Oh, dude, yeah. When you're doing it. And you know what's insane is like you talk about people that have overdosed or people that have, uh, you know, people you know that have died from it or that I know that have died from it. You know what's insane is that when you're in that spot, even that's not enough to like open your eyes to it. I've been in rooms before with buddies of mine that like after we have a friend that overdoses the attitude in the room isn't like oh man we gotta stop doing this the attitude in the room is like oh man he was an idiot i can't believe he did that much like it gets such a hold on you that wow. even like a death can't open your eyes to it it's like oh man he was a dummy he should yeah, that's where like they that. went wrong i've never yeah that. see he made the mistake just like everybody else that's what people start saying but you know what's crazy is now you know they've I believe that, you know, it's it's 100% a plan of the enemy to keep people, like, bound in this. Yeah. And the addiction to things like pot and cocaine and all those things, you know, like, pot is such a hard thing because in all reality, there's, like, other than, like, eating, there's no real, like, side effects to it. Other than the fact that, like, it makes you slow, it makes you lazy. Destroys your lungs. Yeah, like... You know, DM me and fight with me about that, but it makes you lazy. I don't care. I smoke more pot than most people that will be on this. You can't be as smoke productive. Duh. Smoke duh. past Not tense. now. <laughs> but, like, you can't be productive in that. I don't care. Yeah. People are always like, well, you know, you got, like, uh, this guy who's a billionaire and I he heard, smokes pot. I heard I someone care. make an argument. They're like, well, Justin Timberlake says he smokes pot and he's really successful. But who's to say – how much more he couldn't be successful if he didn't, yeah, you know? even like, like Joe Rogan the other day was on. He smokes pot on like three out of five of his podcasts. But one of the guys that was on there the other day, he had Wiz Khalifa on. And Wiz Khalifa was like, yo, do you smoke every day? And he's like, heck no. How would I get anything done? He, right. That's a guy, you know what I mean? Like, so it, even it has its side effect. But the crazy thing is now, it, it, you know, and this is what's really dangerous. This is what makes me like super nervous for anybody that I know that's still doing drugs is drug dealers got wise to this. So, you know, like when times are tough, if you don't have any money, you're not like 
going out and buying cocaine. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, the problem that you see is that, like, not everybody is doing heroin. Some people are doing pills. Some people are smoking pot. Yeah. Some people are doing coke. Some people are doing ecstasy or whatever they're doing. But the problem is if you're not doing something like heroin, it's all, it is significantly easier. I'm not going to say it's easy, but it's significantly easier to come off of the other drugs than it is to come off of heroin. So now they're mixing fentanyl in with everything. And it's killing Because people. fentanyl is like wildly addictive, just like heroin is. And you get this, you get sickness, you get yeah. DTs, you get all that stuff that you get from withdrawing from heroin. So now you've got like, you know, a guy who hasn't really messed around with drugs a lot. He does just do it, you know, here and there when he's partying. And he en- yeah, he ends up like buying cocaine for his birthday and it has fentanyl in it. And now he's hooked to cocaine just like a heroin addict is. He can't get off it. He can't get away from it. He's sick. He winds up, you know, taking his the money for his food for his kids, stealing Dang, TVs yeah. out of his house. And the problem is like all that stuff is so unstable. You know, that's like people are dying left and right from that yeah. stuff. It's just full of lies, too. Like, you're never going to find inside of a drug what you're actually truly looking for. Yeah. In the fullness of it. And I think that's the worst part is, man, we have a hip-hop culture that's pushing drugs, 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 pills, 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 pills. Mm -hmm. And I know people addicted to pills. They don't. It's destroying them physically. Yeah. I know people that are addicted to drugs. They don't. At the end of the day, like, yeah, it's it's easy to glorify, mm-hmm. but it's not going to ever fill what you're actually looking for. And I think we even have, like, a big discussion here a lot now, like, well, uh, marijuana is not illegal anymore, so it's not sinful. No, right. it's a thousand percent a yeah. sin to smoke marijuana. And actually, I, would, I was looking yesterday or two days ago for a video online about is marijuana sinful to, to smoke. It's not like it's not easy to find a good video explaining no. That it's a sin to get high. And a lot of people that base that argument, too, like, look at all the other things that are quote-unquote, like, legal nowadays. It doesn't make them not sinful. Yeah, like, it, it's at the end of the day, like, anything that causes you to lose your sobriety, anything, yeah, it is considered sinful. First Peter, be sober, be vigilant. Chapter 5. Sobriety has always been a command from heaven. It, it unless if even if you're getting drunk, if you're getting high, a sin is a sin is a sin is a sin, and it doesn't matter if they've legalized it. It doesn't matter if they've legalized abortion. It's still a sin. It's yeah. still murder. It doesn't matter if they legalize marijuana. It's still a sin. It's still becoming under the influence of something. Yeah, and it, sobriety has always been a command. I, I love uh, in First Corinthians chapter six verse twelve. He, he said it like this: that I will not be brought under the power of any. Yeah. Again, at the end of the day, if we're not under the power of God, under the power of the Holy Spirit, then we're out of line. And it's a really simple conversation at that. I don't think we need to find twelve verses on. Well, God said that He made every plant, and every plant was good. Yeah, seeded plants were good for food. If you want to read Genesis, also go smoke poison ivy if yeah, that's I was what just it is. Say, you don't see anybody smoking pine trees or yeah, smoking oak that trees. Like would be really weird. <laughs> but like at the end of the day, like it's even harmful for us. Like why do people die in a house fire? Mm-hmm. Smoke inhalation. Smoke inhalation. It's not healthy for you. Duh. But at the end of the day, it's just it's really sad how we try to make cases for things and it, it, it cases for things that are going to damn us. Yeah, I, it, it's 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 heartbreaking. People love and they've bought the lies that that drugs are going to fulfill something that only Christ can. Mm-hmm. And I'll tell you right now, if you're watching this and you've ever struggled with drugs or you believe that, like, maybe I want to try and maybe it is as fun as everybody's saying I can promise you right now 
that it is one of those sins that even in the moment, it's really not that fun. You'll have fun like for a small handful of times. And then after that, it gets to the point where like you become so nervous, so paranoid, so where it doesn't bring you any sort of fulfillment that you think it's going to bring you. And, you know, it's very provable by when you talk to anybody that's addicted to drugs, because when they're coming down is when they always come to their family crying, I need help, I want help, I don't need this anymore. And then they want to escape that feeling of like, I don't want to go through all the work it's going to take to get off of this. So then... People get high again. And that, you know, it just is a never ending cycle. And I'm telling you right now, if you're doing it or if you're thinking about doing it, it is, there's no, there's no way that it ends well. The only ending for drugs is eventually it'll kill you. They're the, one of the only things you can do that is guarantee it's going to kill you one day. Yeah, and that's the heartbreaking part. Like, why start something? And and we know why people start. because they're looking for a fulfillment. They're looking yeah. to fill a void. They're looking for something where they feel like they're lacking. But the truth is, it's only Jesus. Mm-hmm. It is only Jesus. You can look in anything else in the world. I, I love that Kanye just said it, too. He just yeah. said it. And, and people are like, well, what is this youth pastor from Horseheads? No. Well, I I guess not much. I, well, let's ask the guy who's a billionaire. Yeah. It, it wasn't the car dealership. It wasn't the house. It wasn't the women only founded in Jesus. And it's not the drugs. It's only in Jesus, period, point blank. That's it. End of discussion. But people, it's crazy because like, why would someone start start doing heroin? Because they're looking, at least from what I've seen, for something more. Yeah. Where they were wasn't fulfilling them. So, you know, I got to look deeper and I got to look deeper. Maybe you're saying, you're like, well, I just, I just smoke with my friends or I just drink occasionally. At the end of the day, the lie is that it's going to be okay right where it is mm-hmm. until it's not. And at some point, it's not. And you're, There's more. You know, it, most people have that mindset like you just said. They're like, well, I would never make that choice. I would never do heroin. And you're right yeah. because right now you're talking in a sober mind. But every time you take that one step farther, right, so you end up – you smoke pot a little bit. And then you go out drinking with your buddies. And then one of your buddies gets talked into trying. He comes back and tells you like, well, dude, if you eat a couple Percocets before you drink – then yeah. it gets you way more drunk. And every time you take that step, your judgment gets more and more clouded. And before you know it, you're like, yeah, man, I'll try whatever. It's uh, such – that's why I hate the term gateway drug because I feel like people have played it down so much that it's almost like a – Almost uh, a joke. Yeah, it's like a joke now, like, oh, that's a gateway. But in reality, like every time you cloud your judgment, you're opening that door to say, like, maybe I'll make a decision now that I wouldn't normally make. And that's the problem. That's why the that's why First Peter five, chapter five commands: be sober, be, be vigilant, vigilant, because you have an enemy walking around like a roaring lion, seeking whom he may destroy. Mm-hmm. I mean, I've seen people absolutely drunk, and they make the dumbest decisions mm-hmm. that they'd never make. Alcohol is just as bad as any other drug. Yeah, but that's a whole other podcast. You know, that's a whole other one I want to get into. Addiction in itself, no matter what the substance is. I mean, people will say, it's "True." Oh, it's, you know, it's not a, a sin for me to do this, or I'm, I'm not going to go to hell if I do this. But it doesn't matter what it is, whether it's drugs, gambling. I mean, anything that would cause a father to take money that was set aside for his kids to eat Dude, and spend yeah. it on something else is my, evil. My grandma grew up. They they weren't poor, but every time my grand, my great-grandfather, her dad, would get get his paycheck. He would go to the store, and he would buy all of their money would go to beer. Yeah. My grandmother grew up bathing, washing her hair in beer because he wouldn't pay the water bill, but he'd buy enough beer. Like, 
how stupid are you to buy beer instead of just pay for the water bill? Yeah, you know what people I mean? People say, like, like, oh, well, you can't be addicted to alcohol. You could just oh, stop at any point in time. You, you can be addicted to anything that causes you to make a decision like that. It doesn't matter what it is. People are addicted like that to gambling. People are addicted like that to alcohol, to drugs, to cigarettes. Anything that alters making a rational decision. You know, yeah. and look at the world we live in now, right? And, you know, without getting way off topic, but how do you think – that we get to such a position where we're at right now by clouding the judgment of like a large portion of the population. Because I'm telling you right now, the reason that the world looks the way it does right now, and it didn't look like this 50 years ago is because you didn't have as many people walking around with clouded judgment 50 years ago. It's this whole addiction epidemic plays a huge part in like seeing how the world has changed and seeing how things are going down a bad path because one of the biggest issues is when you're high or when you're drunk or when you're in that mode, you're yeah. like passive about all those things. So it's like so easy for all these things to come through and get passed and people are like, how is this law get passed? How are they getting away with this? It's because everybody's passive about it. Everybody's stuck in their own addiction, focused on their own thing, and nobody can come together and yeah. like do what they're supposed the to do. The sad part too is like if something has destroyed me or I, if something like destroyed a family member so like we have like mothers against drunk driving matt i think it's an amazing organization because they're standing for something where their family was impacted destroyed and they're taking a strong stand against it yeah it's crazy to me that we would pacify something that needs a strong stance taken against it right 130 people die a day from overdose Mm -hmm. we're like yeah i guess we should just give them clean sites to shoot up no they need a place to get clean and not off government drugs where they're still an addict, just the government's making money on it, yeah. but where there's real freedom. And there's only real freedom in his name, his Jesus, period. He whom the sun sets free is free indeed, indeed, period. That's the only true freedom. His name is Jesus, John 8, 31 and 32. And that's why it's important to know the word. You don't have to be an addict. You might feel like you're stuck in it. You can't get out, that you're not too bad. Look, yeah. get out now. Yeah. Get out now and get out today. It, 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 Jesus will bring you freedom. He can and will bring you freedom. But it starts in, in getting past the lies that you can't mm-hmm. and that it's not worth it and you're not too bad. Can I tell you, if you're doing drugs in any way, it's too bad. Imagine this, right? Think about it like this. If you were in your house and your daughter was upstairs sleeping and your house was on fire, you wouldn't sit on the couch and be like, I could get her out right now. It's easy. Isn't so I'm not going to get off the couch yet. There a it's meme not about that. that? It's like, not that bad yet. The whole house is on fire. It's like, yeah. it's, it's, everything's fine. I could, no, it's on fire. I could still get out now. I could still get out. If you were in a house fire, you wouldn't wait until it was like really risky. Like, man, I may or may not be able to get out yeah. of this to try and get out. You'd get out get the first smell of smoke. everything out as quick as you can to preserve it. It is the same exact idea with, with any kind of addiction. With any kind it's of true. drugs, with any kind it, of alcohol. It's like if I was like getting frostbite and it was some slowly moving up my arm, the same thing. Like I'm not going to be like up to my elbow like, oh, it's not too bad. I only mm-hmm. lost half my arm. No, like I lost half my arm. I got to do something bad. now. This is really bad. The mindset of thinking that I, I do drugs, but I'm not really that addicted to drugs. The whole mindset of like it's bad, but it's not that bad, no, bad is, is such bad. a demonic <laughs> mindset. It's anything true. that's bad. Is a hundred percent bad. It's true. You can't, you know. Imagine like if you went to the doctor and they were like, "Oh, you have cancer, but it's not that bad." No, it that's bad. Yeah, cancer is bad no matter how much of it I have. Negative things need to be removed from our lives. Period. Yeah. 
And it doesn't, you don't need like a greater conversation. And people are dumb. They're like, well, I guess if it gets out of control. No, why wait? Exactly. Why let something get out of control mm-hmm. before you just grab a hold of it right here, mm-hmm. right now, and take care of the issues? I want to encourage you before it gets too far. If you have not touched this and you're not struggling with it, and you're like, well, I don't really know how this applies to me, it, it 100% applies to you because you need to make it in your heart that you'll never touch it. I know so mm-hmm. many kids in high school, they're so good, they love Jesus. Jesus, and then they get to college, and there's freedom. They don't have their youth pastor, their yep. parents. They can do what they want with their time, and they start experimenting. You need to make it in your heart that you will never be a person that experiments with it because it's not worth it. Mm-hmm. Because the love of Jesus far surpasses any feeling. That anytime you might feel a void, it doesn't need to be filled with something of the world. It needs to be filled by Jesus and Jesus alone. Like uh, Romans fourteen twenty three, anything not of faith is sin. Yeah. Hey, look, it, it doesn't matter. Whatever that, that, that lack is where you feel like you need to fill it, it, it can only be filled with Jesus. It needs to be filled with faith in Jesus, period, point blank. You you can't move past that. And so many people, like, so like Job, I think Job's a good example. Why was he so prosperous? Job chapter 1, verse 1, there was a man in the land of Uz, and his name was Job. That man was blameless and who feared the Lord and shunned evil. You want to know why Job had so much from the Lord? People love talking about the problems of Job, but not that Job was blessed. His problems right. only lasted six months, and he was blessed double what he After had his, over his problems. Yeah. But the man feared God and lived blameless. He loved God and hated evil. Mm-hmm. And that's the key. We need to love God. Hebrews 12, 9. Love, let love be genuine. Hate what is evil. Yeah. I don't want to pacify like, well, it's not that bad. I guess they enjoy it. No, I hate it because I realize what its end game is. Its end game is addiction. Addiction's end game is destruction. Destruction is death in life. And that's that's the problem. We need to take a strong stance against these kind of things. And not being yeah. a jerk towards the person either because that's not going to do it. Mm-hmm. Like they know they have a problem. Don't be a jerk. Yeah, and you know what? If you're watching this and you've never messed around with drugs and you have no interest Don't in do it, it, I want to put a challenge out there to those people because I feel like some people that follow this might watch the video and be like, well, I've never even considered doing drugs. I don't really have a problem with that, so I don't know where it applies to me. I want to challenge you. Take a strong stance in life to not be passive right. about what your peers are doing. Don't just be the kind of person that says, well, I'm not doing drugs, so whatever they want to do with their life is what they can. Don't be that person. Take Don't an aggressive it. stance to be the person that goes out of their way to help people that you know are struggling. If you've never dealt with drugs, if you've never been addicted to drugs, don't be the That's kind right. of person that just says, well, so-and-so can do whatever he wants. Be the person that goes over and says, hey, man. I'm here for you. I just want to yeah. know that I still love Dude, you. We're still friends. If whatever it is. somebody decides to take a nap on the railroad tracks, as a friend, not even as a friend, as yeah. a bystander, You're not I'm going to be like, by. hey, bro, you shouldn't sleep there. Yeah. Why? It's fine. There's nothing going on. Because eventually there's going to be a train coming through, and I don't want you to get hit by that train. Yep. And that's the reality. We have so many Christians that are bystanders in what's going on. And that's really like, I'm telling you, conference this year, that's what we're pushing. No bystanders. As a true Christian, as a true believer in Jesus Christ, there are no bystanders. No. We don't watch people stand on the trains until the train comes. We walk by, hey, you should get off that right now. Yeah. There's not a reason to stand here. Is only inevitable pain coming. 
And the pain train's not brought by God. It's brought by the devil who wants to destroy you. He wants to kill you. He wants to see destruction in your life. Like Ephesians 5.11. I love this verse. It says this. It says, Take no part in the unfruitful, unfruitful works of darkness, but instead expose them. Look, not only don't do drugs, not only don't sin, not only avoid these things that are against God, but expose them. Mm-hmm. We should be standing up. There's no reason that 30 minutes north they have at this point clean sites for people to shoot up heroin. No, we should be standing in front of them yeah. and I even like getting convicted talking about it. We should be standing in front of places like that. Hey, mm-hmm. before you go in there, you know there's a guy named Jesus and if you don't want to keep doing this, you don't have to because there's freedom in, in the name of Jesus. You know what's crazy? In California, they just opened up these, um, I don't even know what to call them. They're like laboratories that you can go. And they it's have almost, them in No, no, not for heroin. It's like an amusement park thing now. Not like an amusement park, but I don't know what better word to use. Where you like can go that. and you can pay a fee, and they'll like hook you up to these machines, and doctors will monitor you, and they'll uh, dose you with MDM, like with doctors watching, so that you can experience a high safely. Imagine that that's the world we live in now, where drugs have gotten so out of control that the government is saying, we're not going to try and stop it. We're just going to try and control it, because we know people are going to do it anyways. Yeah. That's the mindset that people have. Yeah. And I'll tell you another thing that drives me insane. What really grinds your gears, tell me. Is I'm, I can't sit back anymore and watch people who say, especially Christians, and I believe Christians are probably the worst at this one thing. They say, well, I believe in Jesus being able to deliver my cousin, my uncle, my dad, my wife, whatever it is. But you got to understand that, you know, some forms of addiction are a disease, and these people may be, Jesus can heal them, but it won't be immediate. Two things. One, Jesus can always heal you and deliver Anything. you immediately. Jesus, Jesus delivered me from That's a few right. different things immediately. There was no process to it. Number two. Even, like, even yeah, cigarettes. From like, cigarettes. On New Year's Eve one night, we got together, yeah. and me and him prayed, and it was done. It was 2013, New Year's Eve. I haven't had one since. But I'll tell you, the thing that drives me nuts is that when you take something like addiction and you give it a label like disease, the reason that it makes me so mad is because a disease is something that you have to tolerate while you're treating it. And that's the thing that the world looks at right now. And the reason that we're losing so many people to addiction is because people are looking for a cure to addiction like they're looking for a cure to cancer. And they're just coddling this thing and pacifying it while they're searching for a new video that they can make people watch or a new legal drug that they can give you. Addiction is not a disease. Addiction is a spirit that takes over someone's life. No disease causes you to do the things that addiction will cause you to do. Addiction is 100% infallibly, it is a spirit that takes over your life. And it can only be broken, truly broken, in one way. There's only one way that I know of that you can take an addict and guarantee that they'll stay clean for the rest of your life. There's, you can't disciple demons. And that's what we're no. trying to do in this generation, disciple demons. No, yeah. you cast them out. You cast out demons. And, and there's power and authority in the name of Jesus. That comedian that I was talking about, this guy has plenty of money to do, you know, go whatever rehabs he wants. He went through this rehab that he came out of now. He's clean. But think about this. Imagine having to live with this mindset. He said, as a drug addict... I refuse to tell myself I'm going to be clean for the rest of my life because that's a huge, huge commitment. And when you take on a commitment like that, it causes you to be kind of like 
you know, like, oh, man, I don't know if I can do it, and you get overwhelmed. He goes, I also refuse to say that I'm going to be clean for the rest of this year because it's such a long thing. He goes, I wake myself up every day. I look in the mirror, and I go, for the next 60 minutes, I'm not going to get high. And then at the end of that hour, I tell myself again, you did it, Artie. Now you're going to go another hour. (laughs) So imagine having to live that lifestyle where, like, even though he's free, quote-unquote free, I mean, he's clean, he's still not free because now for the rest of his life it's going to consume him that he's going to have it in the back of his head. I made it an hour. I made it an hour. I made it an hour. I made it a day. And that's why the scripture tells us to focus on whatever's good, pure, and holy. And and when our focus changes, it, it helps a lot. But here's the truth. Ready? Luke chapter 10, verse 19. Jesus is speaking. He said, I've given... You authority to trample on snakes and scorpions and to overcome all power of the enemy. Nothing will harm you. Yeah. You need to realize if you're a believer, you have all authority. If you're not a believer, you have access to all authority. You need to find a church. You need to find somebody. And and just even type it in the comments right now. All authority, not yeah. some authority, not a bit of authority, not oh. authority over small things or easy things. All authority. Mm-hmm. And there's a period at the end of it. All authority. We've been given all authority to trample over these things. You are not bound. Jesus came, Matthew one twenty one, to save his people from their sins. Yeah. That no one made you do the drugs. It's your sin, but he came to save you from That's your right. sin, and he wants to bring freedom to your life. And this other verse, and I love this, Romans sixteen verse twenty. The God of peace will soon crush Satan. Where? Under yeah. your feet. Amen. And there's freedom in the name of Jesus. That's why we need the word. So many people don't have freedom because they don't know the word of God. Mm-hmm. The word of God will bring freedom. That's John chapter 8, verse 31 and 32. And by this, uh, and, and you'll know the word. And by this, they'll know you're my disciples. And, the, and you'll know the truth. And the truth will make you free. free. That's the reality. There's freedom in knowing the word, which will produce inside of our lives. And the God of peace will soon crush Satan under your feet. That you have all authority inside of you and working for you and alongside you. I'm telling you, there's true freedom in the name of Jesus. And you need this in your life. Mm -hmm. You need, as a Christian, maybe you're saying right now, I'm I'm not bound by anything. You know what? You need to walk with all authority and help loose people. Jesus in Luke chapter 4 said that I've been anointed. What what was one of the things he was anointed to to do? was to loose the captives. Yeah. You are anointed to also loose the captives. Mm-hmm. If you're a believer, you're saying, well, I don't know what, what this has to do with me. It has everything to do with you mm-hmm. because you need to be used by God to loose the captives, to yeah. see them set free, to see their lives completely changed, flipped upside down, to have Jesus operating in it. And look, the, the lies of drugs are you can never get out, but the truth of Jesus is there's freedom, 100% freedom, not something you got to think about all day, every day, but you're free and free indeed in the name of Jesus. Mm-hmm. Period. And it's I, simple. I believe that the huge difference between when you're set free by Jesus or when you become clean in the world, I'm not, I don't look at myself as anything different than anybody else that has chosen to turn their life over to Jesus. Right. But I do look at the people that I know that were drug addicts at the same time that I was that have gotten you know, clean in the world's eyes. But I'll tell you, they've not come even half of the distance to what I've come as far as being able to conduct a normal life, to be able to excel in life, to have more than what other people have in life. But the difference is this. I truly believe that there is no such thing as freedom 
from drug addiction outside of Jesus. It's true. You see people that are clean for 40 years and then they get married, you know, and 40 years later their wife dies and they relapse 40 years in. Dude, I just talked to someone, after seven years they just relapsed. Yeah. It's you know why? Because they're not free because they live their life every day with it in the back of their head. Yeah. Like, I just can't, you know, every time you know something like? bad happens. It's like if 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 I owned you and I was like, you know what? I'm going to let you go free. Mm-hmm. But secretly, I put like a tracker device in so you. So you knew where I was. You're not really free. Yeah. I'm just waiting to call you home. Mm-hmm. And when you're not free in Jesus, that the devil's just waiting to call you home. Yeah. I want to pray real quick, but don't leave. We're, I have a T-shirt to give away. We have a, a Christmas gift for you as well. But I want I want Zach to pray real quick with you guys. Yeah. And um, if you don't know Jesus, today's your day. Yeah. He's the only way to heaven. It's not Buddha, Muhammad. Uh, uh, it's nobody. It's not Allah. It's nobody but Jesus Christ mm-hmm. is the way to heaven. It's not being a good person. A lot of good people are going to end up in hell, and it's heartbreaking. It's giving your life, surrendering your life to Jesus is the way to heaven. Let's pray real quick. Father, I thank you that you came to pay for our freedom. Lord, I thank you that you don't want us to just be clean from drugs, but you want to truly deliver us and set us free from them. Lord, I thank you that anyone that's watching this broadcast today that struggles with drugs, I thank you that you're going to show up where they're at today, Lord, that you'll show them there's another way, there's an easier path. Father, that you are the only shortcut on this thing. Lord, I thank you that you care about each and every person, no matter who it is. Father, I thank you that even though... Their families may have forgotten about them. Their families may have given up on them. I thank you that even though their counselors may have given up on them, the government may have, Lord, that you haven't forgotten them. You haven't given up on them, and you're still standing right there waiting for them to turn back to you. So I thank you today, Jesus, that every person watching this broadcast, now we're on the replay, that is struggling with addiction of any kind, that, Lord, they can turn to you, and you'll set them free from what binds them. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Seriously, amen. There's true freedom in the name of Jesus, and we want that in your life. So what we're going to do real quick is uh, we are going to give a t-shirt away in just a second, and I have the name of the winner. I just typed it up. Um, I'm going to put it in the comments in just a second. I My guy moved to Philly a couple years ago, and I said for every 250 likes mm-hmm. on the new page, our Facebook page got shut down. But here's our new one. So go ahead and like it, Come share it. We had 2,000 likes. I want to far surpass that quickly. So go ahead and like it, share it, get this page up. But uh, we're going to give away, real quick, a T-shirt. But before we do that, man, how can you partner with Upper Conference? What do we do? One, we do broadcast next week. Um, my wife's going to be starting hers for the for the young ladies with uh, one of our young girls named Deidre. And I promise you, you want to be on that. But also, man, we yeah. hold one-night events, uh, and we have two more coming up at the beginning of the year. They're going to be crazy. I'm telling you, we're going to be right outside of Pittsburgh, and then we're going to be in the state of New Jersey. I think Trenton is where we're going to end up. It's going to be insane. And both of them are going to be insane. What do we do with these? Man, kids get touched by the power of God. They get trained on how to share the gospel. And then that following Monday, they're launched back into their school system. Youth pastors are trained. We do a youth pastor uh, conference. We have one coming up. Uh, in March 16th through the 18th, we're going to release information about it. Actually, right after this broadcast, I'm going to send an email. Mm-hmm. But we have a we have we're praying for 45 youth pastors to be out at this one, where they can be trained and equipped to do mighty things for Jesus. And the last thing is we hold uproar conference over a thousand people the last three years, and lives are being changed and transformed. We're seeing people called into the ministry. We're seeing people healed. We're seeing we're seeing God move. And if you want to partner with conference, I'm going to throw this up here real quick. 
I'm telling you, we're looking for people. A thousand dollars a year goes so far. Yeah. Our budget last year was only like eighty-four thousand dollars. If we had eighty-four people give a thousand dollars, or I couldn't do a thousand dollars. It's only eighty-five dollars a month. It's twenty dollars yeah. a week. It's your McDonald's bill every single week. It's your Starbucks every week true. to see kids' lives changed, or at whatever level of you you can. We have people that give five dollars a week. Can I tell you, we use it to share the gospel in this generation. So here's the graphic, real quick. You can check out if you're interested in partnering. And that concludes another week of the Uproar Podcast. We want to invite you to share this podcast on all social media platforms and help us spread the good news of the gospel. Also, you can subscribe to this podcast for updates on all of our latest content.